Good evening and welcome to today's podcast of Collins Hill High School football featuring head coach Lenny Gregory. I'm your host Tim Krajek and we're coming to you from Tzatziki's Mediterranean Grill in Swanee, Georgia. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Tzatziki's manager Crystal Cole for their sponsorship of Collins Hill football. If you're in the area please join us for dinner and thank them for their support of our program. All right coach let's get started. Last Saturday morning uh, your Collins Hill Eagles uh, took on the visiting Carrollton High School Trojans. Uh, the game was one of nine games in the Corky Kell Classic and was televised statewide. Uh, in this year of uncertainty, uh, one thing was for sure. Uh, everyone that was at that game you know, was, was ready for some high school football. Uh, Collins Hill took advantage of two Trojan miscues to take an early lead, uh, 10 to nothing, and, and they never really looked back. Carrollton tried to make it interesting by scoring at the end of the first half. Um, and then on their first possession of the second half, but just could only cut the margin to nine. Uh, Eagles outscored the Trojans 20 to seven from that point and ended up winning the game 46 to 24. Just give us your general thoughts on, on the day. Well, first off, it was uh, just an unbelievable opportunity to play. Um, none of us really felt 100% that we'd actually get to play, you know, uh, even a month ago. So uh, it was emotional. It was uh, exciting, the kids' energy. Uh, I've never seen our kids, I've never seen our community so excited about a football game. And uh, for our kids to come out the way they did, it, it was it was so impressive. Um, the staff did a great job preparing our kids. The kids came out and played with just an unbelievable amount of emotions. Well, you know, I was the weather was perfect. Uh, atmosphere was electric and, and Certainly you, Coach, had the, the Eagles ready to play. And, uh, you know, Carrollton, I think they came out. They played a little sloppy early in the game. And, and we, you know, fortunately we were able to capitalize on a couple of those errors and, and got those scores on the board. Um, and that seemed to set the tone for the day. Uh, I know there's four quarters in a game, but how important are those first couple of possessions in a game, especially the first game of the season? Extremely. We always say that the first possession of the, you know, the first half and the first possession of the uh, second half are the two most important possessions. Um, and we came out and did what we were supposed to early in the game. Unfortunately, I was a, a little disappointed in the second half, the way that we came out and, and let them get on the scoreboard. And so, um, you know, there's definitely things that we've got to fix and improve. But, uh, you know, if we, can, if we can understand that and buy into that mentality, of stealing the first possession and of the first half and stealing the second one, those are uh, those are just great opportunities. And usually, if you can do that, you're going to win the game. Yeah, you know, and, and, and in spite of the early lead, that, you know, that the I think the offense it, it seemed to me that they it took them a little while to get you know find their groove. Um, you know, early on, how concerned were you that you know that highly regarded Carrollton defense was going to impose their will and take control of the game? Um. You know, obviously, we had a lot of respect for them. They, they were very talented, um, you know, a lot of good players. Uh, I, I felt very, very confident in our plan. And um, I, I wasn't, I didn't panic. Uh, I don't think anybody on the staff panicked. Uh, one, at one point, we called a timeout and, uh, you know, just kind of calmed the kids down and said, guys, just relax and go have fun. I think we were a little tight coming out, just the nerves. But uh, once we got in a rhythm, um, it, kids played great. 
know, Carrollton intercepted a pass late in the second quarter. They scored a field goal. You can kind of feel the, the momentum swing there just before halftime. What did you tell the team at half? You know, what I told them is that, you know, right now the only thing that was keeping them in the game was us. It was it was mistakes. Um, so, you know, we, we fixed them and um, it's, told the kids that, look, if we do what we're supposed to, and we're going to be just fine. So we just got to clean that up, clean the mistakes up, and and um, and we're going to be all right. So kids bought into that. They were, they were. Uh, I could just you know see them at halftime. Uh, the kids were confident, and they knew that that uh, that that we were going to be all right. Well, Carrollton coach Sean Calhoun and his Trojans, obviously they made a commitment to the running the ball on that first possession of the second half. And I think this is what you were kind of talking about a little bit earlier. They ate up a lot of that third quarter clock, uh, scored a TD to cut the lead down to nine. And then, you know, at, at that point, did you feel like maybe that, that that momentum had shifted such that um, we had to make something happen to get that control of the game or or just let it come to you? No, I, I never felt pressed. Again, I think it. if you look at the series of, you know, what they did to us, a lot of it was just it's, it's just mistakes, you know, not having a scrimmage and not, um, you know, not having that time to evaluate some of the things that that we were doing wrong. And um, but I thought our staff did a really good job once we got them to the sideline of showing them, you know, using that that replay system and, and showing them what what we were doing wrong and just fixing it. And um, so we calmed the kids down and just kept them playing hard. You know, you play hard like that good things happen yeah it certainly did that you know the good news was that you know the team did respond scored 13 points you know before the end of that third quarter really effectively putting the game out of reach so um what did you learn about your team saturday well um it solidified my my thoughts of of this year you know i was excited going into this year i thought that um that we've got a very talented group and um and what they showed is that, that that talent showed up and that we've got some really good football players and we've got kids that love football. You know, when you watch them play, they're not just going through the motions. They they love football. They're having fun and they're playing with energy and uh, passion and flying around. And uh, it's fun to coach football like that when kids are, are, are doing what you're asking them to do and enjoying it, you know, not just, not just checking the box. They're enjoying it. And um, it's exciting. Yeah. And in a minute, we're going to start talking to some of these players, and, and, uh, and hopefully, our, our listeners are going to hear, you know, uh, get a little insight from these players on, you know, what the game of football means means to them. And uh, but before we talk to them and talk about those individual accomplishments, I, I did want to, you know, once again thank our host Tzatziki's Mediterranean Cafe for sponsoring our Spirit Night. You know, instead of the boring burgers and fries, plan your next outing and. Enjoy some delicious Greek food at Tzatziki's and let them know Coach Gregory sent you. Now it's time to recognize the uh, players of the game. Uh, game balls donated by Susan Plunkett in honor of Frosty Plunkett, who was the original voice of the Collins, Eagle, Collins Hill Eagles. Um, we, they go to five players each week, scout team player of the, uh, of the game, uh, special teams player of the game, lineman of the game, defensive player of the game, and the offensive player of the game. Uh, so we're going to start with our scout team player of the game. And this week, uh, uh, you know, this, this award is actually like a week-long award. The, you know, the scout team from the film room to the practice field has the job of helping the team prepare uh, for what 
what we can expect to see from our opponent each week. And the idea is if the scout team does their job, uh, their whole team, the whole team's going to just be better, play better that week. So our scout team player of the game is Kwame Edmondson. Uh, thanks for being here tonight, Kwame. Uh, congratulations on the award. How does it feel to earn this uh, recognition from your coaches? Um, I'm very honored. I feel very glad that I'm able to receive this award and very glad that the coaches recognized that I was giving it all at 100% effort. So it felt really good on my part knowing that I could receive this award. Kwame, tell us uh, what are some of the things that the coaches ask you to do um, to, to do last week as you were preparing to play the Carrollton game? Um, there was a lot of changes for me. I went to a couple of different positions. I did exactly what they asked, lined up how exactly they wanted me to, and just gave maximum effort wherever they wanted me to be. So in general, I feel like when I did that, it just made everybody on the team that was going to play just better against Carrollton. That's an unselfish player right there. That's what that's what we need is guys that are willing to to uh, to take those reps. Appreciate you doing that. Who's your position coach, and and how are they helping you prepare for this next game against Sprayberry? Um, my position coach is Coach Beck, and he's letting me get the reps. He is putting me in, telling me which way to go and where to do this and where to do that. And he's just he's a he's an awesome coach. He does his job well. I feel. Thank you, Kwame. Uh, we, uh, appreciate you being here tonight, and uh, uh, we're going to have a couple other players come on up here. Uh, I think our next one is uh, we're going to recognize our special teams player of the game, Mente Bridge. Congratulations, Mente. Um, you're a junior defensive back for the Eagles, and uh, you play on several special teams units. Uh, can you tell us uh, the different units you play on and which one's your favorite? Um, I play on kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return, and field goal block. And I, I really like kickoff the most because I like running down and tracking the returner, trying to get him as fast as I can. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people think you have to kind of be crazy to play the special teams. You know, you got to be that wild man with, the, with your hair on fire. What do you think of that? Yeah, um, I love it. I love running down as fast as I can, just trying to hit somebody. Hit them before they hit you, right? So in addition to special teams duties, Mente plays uh, uh, in the defensive backfield. Uh, last week he racked up 15 tackles, one for a loss, had a pass breakup. Very impressive numbers. Uh, great job, Mente. Uh, what are your personal goals for this season, and, and what do you hope the team will accomplish this year? Um, I definitely want to get over 100 tackles, and I'm trying to get that. And I'm trying to rack up a couple picks this year. I won one last year, but almost had it. But I'm definitely trying to get some picks, a lot of tackles. Well, uh, 15 tackles, Coach. I think that's a pretty good start uh, to, to hitting that goal of 100 tackles. Uh, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. We're, we're, on, we're on the right pace. And uh, I'm sure you're going to be in the right place at the right time this year to get yourself a couple picks. Mente, thanks for being here tonight. I appreciate you being here. All right. Have a good evening. All right. Uh, so the next game ball will go to lineman of the game, Jonathan Martin. Um, Jonathan, first of all, let me apologize to you uh, because I don't think I called your name one time on Saturday. Um, did we have a wardrobe malfunction with the <laughs> with the jerseys and your number changes? Well, I mean, we had – I mean, it was, like, noticeable, like, 
actually it was like my coach. I didn't even notice it until like Coach Beck put, picked it out and said, "Hey, your thing's messed up." I'm like, "Oh, I I probably didn't have. I probably didn't feel it until like shoot, probably like part like the last game of the season, like the Archer game." So I was like, "Okay," but yeah, I, they told me to change to 78. So I was like, "Okay, I, I could just do that," but I, I was kind of kind of mad that they didn't really like call my name. But it's okay. It's all. I'll, I'll make up for it this week, okay? <laughs> hey, nevertheless, you still had a great game. Um, you know, the uh, you know I think uh, your, your teammate uh, Lazardi Gonzalez, I guess. Uh, you know, he appreciated getting credit for all the all the tackles. Uh, which, by the way, you were officially credited uh, with seven tackles, two assists, three tackles for a loss. Outstanding. Um, and for the listeners who can't physically see you, um, how tall are you? How much do you weigh? Well, right now I'm about like six three and a half, and I'll and I'll say three hundred pounds, give or take. We'll just put it like that. He's seventeen and still growing, Coach. <laughs> he's a, he's a big man. Um, so now that you're playing your all important senior year. Um, I know you've been talking to some colleges about playing next year. Um, are you interested in playing uh, college ball? And if so. Uh, what do you think you need to improve upon this season to get even more attention? Well, first off, I think I just need to work on more of my passing skills because people are looking more. The passing game is becoming is evolving. It's evolving from like from like um, God, what are those called? A lot of people like I've seen like two of, people are becoming faster. The quarterbacks are becoming faster. The whole game itself is becoming faster. So what I think is I just need to work on my pass set and I need to work on getting a little bit faster so I can catch catch those dual threat 5'10", 5'11", two attack of Aloha's or even Kyler Murray's if I could because I just think it's amazing, man, how, how fast he's got. That's why I, like, respect most of them because I'm like, wow, these guys are really talented. But so what can I do to help myself? So I just think. Me getting faster and working on my pass set, that's what make me from good to great. That's all I got to say about that. You want to talk a little bit about some of the colleges that you've been talking to? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the college that I'm committed to is in West Massachusetts, University of Massachusetts, Amherst. I really like, I like Amherst because it's really, it fits my type of vibe. Like I said, it's an underdog team. They haven't been winning as much. And I just feel like if I could go to an underdog team, I can make a name for myself. And, I, I mean, I could go to, like, let's say a Penn State and everything, but I feel like if I go to, like, a, a lesser-known name but probably as good academics, I, I can basically make myself, like, a thing, you know? You know? Hey Jonathan, I appreciate you being here tonight, Coach. I think we could just almost do a whole show with Jonathan. Oh, there's you know, no he, you could carry the whole show. You know his nickname, right? What's that? Good job. So he's he's known as Double A. Double A. So right. we, we we tell him he's got to take both A gaps, so he clogs the middle. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the size to do it. Yeah, certainly. Thanks. Appreciate you being here. All right. Next up. Uh, so, continue with the def uh, with our awards. The defense player of the game, um, that, that game ball goes to senior defensive end James Smith. Uh, this is the second week in a row. We had the pleasure of having James on this podcast. Um, senior team captain. And uh, 
he had a great game versus Carrollton. 12 tackles, four of them for a loss, a sack, a forced fumble, and a, actually got the score touchdown. Um, uh, you know, with stats like that, I've got to ask you, what did you have for breakfast Saturday morning? I had the croissant we had for breakfast, and I had Captain Crunch. It's like one of my favorite cereals. <laughs> so, you know, given the way you played Saturday morning, I said, do you, do you prefer playing Saturday morning or would you rather play Friday night? Friday night. It was it, it was good to – like, I haven't played an early game since I was young, since youth football. But um, playing in the morning, it was fine until it got hot. And it was just, it was just not it. Gotcha. Well, well, we'll see what we could do about the temperature on Friday night, make it just, just right for you. And I think the pregame meal is going to include Captain Crunch. So, <laughs> um, hey, you got to carry the ball four times for 16 yards and you scored a touchdown. Do you prefer playing running back or and, and scoring? Or would you rather be a defensive end and uh, sack the quarterback? I like to hit people, so I'd rather say a defensive end. I played running back in my youth days. It was fun, but I also played DN, and I enjoyed that more back then. Running the ball, though, it's it's different. Like, you got to be able to and be athletic enough to do do so, and I think I am, but defense is where it's at for me. I like to abuse and hit on people. And we enjoy watching you do that. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Thanks for being here tonight. Appreciate it. And uh, and now our offensive player of the game, uh, uh, that award went to Travis Hunter. Uh, unfortunately, Travis is not here with us tonight. Uh, but uh, he did have eight catches, 191 yards, three TDs. Um, on defense, he had five tackles and a pick. Uh, he was nominated for the player of the week in Gwinnett County. I don't know if I saw the finals on that. I think he was in second place at one point. I don't know if he actually got the award. Did you hear? I have not heard, but he was. He like, you know, he was the AJC State Player of the Week. State Player of the Week. Okay, yes. okay. So he did win that. And, um, you know, not sure. You know, the, the voting in the county, not sure how that's all going to work. But, you know, all the sports writers and everything recognized him as the State Player of the Week. So we'll take that. Yeah. It was a it was a great game, no doubt. And, and uh, the, uh, you know, as far as the – these individual awards. I know you you uh, you like to recognize these guys, but it, it was certainly a total team effort. The you know on Saturday there was you know I'm going to point out a couple other guys. You know Logan Birdsong. You know he was in on a couple of big plays early in the game. I think that helped to set the tone. Um, you know Lotus, Logan told us last week that you know during the podcast that he had no college offers, and and I think you know with that game being on TV and that the, the performance he had. Uh, he might have, you know, he's going to get some attention from guys, I think, there. Um, of course, we need to mention um, Sam Horn uh, put up some really nice stats. Yeah, he just he just seemed to get hotter as that game went on. He ended up 27 for 40, 364 yards with three, D, three TDs. Uh, junior running back Spencer Anderson uh, contributed significantly, seven carries, 74 yards. He had 30 uh, yards receiving, um, had two TDs, and, and it was funny, after last week's podcast, I, I had an individual, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversation with Spencer, and he told me 100 yards and two scores. Pretty close. 104 and two scores. <laughs> <laughs> it's really close. So, uh, yeah, he was spot on with that. Um, and, you know, I want to also point out a couple of very impressive catches by Isaiah Richardson. Kid's only a sophomore. In fact, just turned 15 today. He stood in there, and he took some – he made some clutch catches, knowing he was going to take a lick. 
I can go on and on, you know, not only about Isaiah, but some other players. I, I just know, I know you're really proud of this team. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, like you said, we can go on and on about the, the individual performances by so many players. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I told the kids before the game, I said, when this game's over, they're going to talk about somebody. It may, it may be Carrollton, maybe their players, or it may be us. You decide. And um, I didn't realize our kids were listening, but they were listening. <laughs> and uh, a lot of them came out and played tremendous football. And, um, you know, a lot of guys, it's the first time starting in uh, 7A football, varsity football. They, you know, Isaiah, uh, he was a backup to a kid that was our second leading receiver who got hurt. And uh, he, you know, came in and, and won that job and just played lights out there. And there were several kids that, you know, it was our first time playing. We got a very young team, uh, but a very talented team. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I, I was looking at it as, as I'm announcing the game, and I'm looking over there at the this column, and I'm, you know, the, the class you know, year of, of these guys. Um, uh, I'm still getting to know the roster myself, and, and I saw the number of sophomores that got playing time, and I'm sitting there thinking, man, the future is – is certainly bright on the hill with with that kind of talent that we've got coming up. I know it's kind of a relatively small senior class, uh, but I think you got some some good key players there and some good leaders uh, that you know guys can rally around. Uh, of course, your junior class is very strong, but uh, very impressed with the sophomores that I saw and, and uh, just really excited about what we, what we got coming on here in in the next couple of years, Coach. Um, you know, unfortunately, we couldn't have our community meeting out on the field after the game you know as we did in seasons past what was your message to the team you know after the game well um, you know that I was proud of them and that um, all of the hard work and the investment and uh, going all the way back to the, you know to March 12th when when things got shut down our staff and our kids committed to you know, we talked about last week in the Zoom meetings and, you know, making sure that they're staying in shape. And um, just the summer, you know, the summer was weird. It was weird how we trained and we had, you know, two weeks without a ball. I mean, how do you practice without a ball, right? <laughs> and um, But everybody did what was required for us to do to have football. And that was the big message is, guys, we have to do this so that we have an opportunity to play. And our ability to do it, navigate through it, just shows how much football meant to this football program. And um, I'm just so proud that we were able to come out and execute the way we did and to see us perform at that level, um, you know, now. And then, you know, all the accolades that, that come with that, you know, we got to put that behind us now and move forward. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, game one, rearview mirror. Um, the sights are now set on Sprayberry High School, uh, team out of Marietta. Um, I need to check with our legendary Pete or Snyder, you know, who, who knows all about Collins Hill football. But um, I think this is going to be our first meeting against them. I don't know that we've ever played them uh, in the past. So, uh, you know, w what do you know about them? What what can we expect to see from them Friday night? Well, I know I know some of the coaches on their staff. Uh, one, of, one of their coaches was, was on my staff my first year at Centennial, and it's a good friend of mine. Um, 
Uh, I, I think just knowing their staff, they've got a great they got a great coaching staff. They'll have their kids prepared. Um, that you know, offensively, they've got you know, two running backs that uh, will be as good as we we've seen. They're really good running backs, and um, you know, so we've got a challenge ahead of us. Their offensive line, they've got you know three of the five returning, and uh, very physical, very big. And um, you know we've been preparing our kids all week for a for a physical war because um, they, they've they've really done a good job over there and um, you know we just got to be ready and and, um, and play good football. Well, coach, that's a it's about a wrap for this podcast. Uh, I, I want to, as always, thank you for your time tonight. Uh, do want to remind our listeners that we do have a JV football game uh, this uh, this Thursday, actually tomorrow night at 5:55. I'm not sure how they came up with that time. But actually, the game is um, is going to be at six thirty. Six thirty. Yeah, I they, stand corrected. I just found that out. Um, there were some some difficulties with the buses with uh, Norcross's JV team, so the JV team will start the JV game will start at six thirty, and the ninth grade game will start on time at five fifty five. Gotcha. And we'll be playing Norcross, um, and then of course Friday night uh, we do have a seven thirty game. There's no change in that time, is there? Coach? No. <laughs> okay. No. 7:30 um, at the Hill, and uh, just a reminder: please purchase your tickets um, ahead of time using the GoFan app, if possible. Uh, thanks again to our master podcaster engineer extraordinaire, Bernardo. That's a mouthful. I, I don't know if I could say that ten times fast. <laughs> but uh, but you are the man, Bernardo. We appreciate you. And finally, uh, thank you to Tazikis. We appreciate y'all so much here. Um, next week, our, our podcast, I believe, will be coming from Buffalo Wild Wings. Stay tuned on that one. We'll let you know for sure. But until then, remember, it's a great day to be an Eagle. Beat the Yellow Jackets.